Welcome to ForeverFit.tv, your online source for fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle. With your host, Nicola Riley, personal trainer, nutrition, and lifestyle coach, here to help you get in the best shape of your life. Hey, welcome to ForeverFit.tv. I'm Nicola Riley, your online personal trainer, nutrition, and lifestyle coach. Now, today I wanted to talk all about um, dietary boxes and a bit of a debate that's been going on as well. So, one of the things that I find people really struggle with is like they write, might read information about whether or not they're on a should follow a paleo diet, whether or not they should follow a raw diet, the sugar-free diet, the vegan diet, um, all these different diets out there. And it can be really, really confusing. And I guess what I wanted to explain is where I come from when it comes to making food choices for your body and finding out what works for you and how do you sort of just push through all this information out there so that you can make the right choices. Because it's... They can, there can be some really compelling arguments for and against certain diets and there can be some really compelling evidence to um, persuade you on those things and the biggest thing is about learning how to um, understand your body. So it doesn't matter where you look at the moment, there just seems to be articles popping up everywhere about either the paleo diet, following a raw diet, following a sugar-free diet, whatever it is, there's pros and cons for each and every one of them. And some of them get some negative backlash, some of them might get some positive backlash, and so you think you've got this fantastic diet to be following, but then you read something else in the media that says, no, you shouldn't be eating this, and it can just be incredibly frustrating, and I can totally see why we get so confused, and I was confused until I... Um, kind of gained clarity on learning how to understand my body and so what I share with my clients and what I share with my, my online gym members is the tools of how you do this and how you kind of get on top of making the right decisions because when it comes to finding like optimal health and real energy it is about finding out what works for you and there is, the truth is there's a lot of people out there thriving on like a vegan raw diet. There's a lot of people thriving out there on a paleo diet. There's a lot of people thriving out there on a high-fat, low-carb diet. And just looking at that, you can see that there is a huge contrast between where people can thrive. And this is where it comes to understanding your metabolic type. We're all completely different. What works for you is going to be different for what works for me. The reason this is is because your gut biome, your um, gut flora, which helps break down your food, this environment that lives inside your digestive tract that helps you break down food, is passed down through from your mother, and it's it's one of those things that is completely unique to you. You've got different enzymes in your gut. You've got a different genetic makeup. Where you're born in relation to the earth, like um, Eskimos thrive on a high-fat diet, or if you're in the Mediterranean, you you thrive on a more fruit-based, um, vegetable lighter diet. So different, even where you live, like your geographical location affects what your genetic makeup is for your body and then when you factor in things like the exercise you're doing, the stress that you've got in your life, your workload, whether or not you've got any adrenal um, issues, hormonal fluctuations, all these things affect the what your body needs. Just like some people might be low in vitamins and minerals, 
So this is going to be affecting of what your body needs and where you need to be getting those vitamins and minerals from. It could be from um, more carbohydrate sources or you might be needing to get some more um, vitamins and minerals that are coming from your animal sources. And so this is where understanding and learning how to adapt your diet so that it works for you is really important because the magic happens when you start to gain ownership of what's going on in your, in your body personally and not about the diet that you're following or the group that you're supposed to fit in or the, the blogger that you're following and it's all about these rules and, and strict regulations. So it's not about following what's written down on paper but what it is about is learning how to understand your body and getting the tools so that you can do that. So finding the perfect fuel for your body that powers you through your day and by default, this may be like a paleo diet, or this may be a raw vegan diet, or this may be a vegetarian diet, or it may be Mediterranean diet. I've forgotten all the diets that are out there, but it may be that one of these works really well for you and that you may, you may thrive on that. But then at some point, you may also find that you do well on a bit of butter here or there or some rice, or you might do well on some eggs, but... If you're following a strict vegan diet or if you say you're following a strict paleo diet and you're not allowed your butter or you're not allowed like the dairy products or some some grains, then you're you're gonna you might be missing out on some certain things that your body will do really well on. And so this is where you just don't want to put yourself into a box. But if you head down one of these paths, the amazing thing about all of these things, most of them in general so whether or not a diet is good or not the number one thing to understand is is this a diet that's teaching me to eat real food because don't get me wrong there are plenty of awful diets out there that I don't want you to go near because they it's not about eating real food it's still packaged processed foods full of additives preservatives taking pills and potions and protein powders and all those kind of things so those are the diets you don't want to avoid but there are some incredible diet plans out there that have got a basis of real food. And if this is what you're following and you're buying into everything that they're teaching and it feels right for you and you're basing your diet off real food with loads of vegetables, then this is where you should, you, this is where is a good place to be. But then you can start to tweak things and you start to learn what goes on for your body. And so one thing that I find is often when people put themselves into a box, but they're like, at the back of the shoulders, like, yeah, I think I could do really well with, with eggs. Like, I feel like I could do, do good on some eggs, or I feel like I could do well with some meat when I've been vegan for <laughs> six months or something like this. And it's just one of those things that they're not, because they're putting themselves into a box, they're not allowing themselves to listen to their body. And the other thing to understand as well is that things can change. So um, there are times when you do need to follow and you do need to be quite strict on the rules. And in particular, when I get people doing like an autoimmune protocol, this is where we reduce any inflammatory foods so that your body's able to heal. But the reason you do this and you follow black and white what's down on paper is so that you hit your body heals and then you're able to test out whether or not foods work for you so six months later three months later however long it takes for that healing to happen 
then you're able to test things out and you might want to test out oats for breakfast, see if that works. If it doesn't work for you, then you want to go back to that breakfast that has been working for you. You might want to test out some fruits or some nuts and see what happens. And so this is where you start to get that real magic happening and ownership of your health. And often what heads people into these sorts of diets is that they're really healing. And so that it's often... I find that when people do start to make a switch to a certain diet, and that may seem extreme, so say somebody goes to a raw diet or they go to a paleo diet, it's often because they've got a health thing that they are trying to fix or that they have noticed that they've just got this incredible energy when they eat this way. And so by default, this is happening and they're, and they're getting improvements on this diet, but then they sort of start to get confused because they start to read information and they start to get um, flustered with what's right. And so say, for example, you have followed like a raw diet and this has healed you and you've got miraculous health and you're feeling really good. Don't think that, you know, six months later that you couldn't be ready to, to try and adding in some things but this is where you test your body and if it doesn't work for you it doesn't work for you and then that's when you get to know what's going on there is an underlying rule always in that I fully believe that we shouldn't have gluten and so the testing would be avoiding those kind of things and also making sure that it is real whole food that you're reintroducing and making sure that it's good for your body but you do that from a platform of learning to listen to your body because your body is incredibly amazing and if you're lacking certain vitamins and minerals it will do what it can to help so say if you have been following um say you're eating to you're going paleo and you're eating heaps of heavy proteins and fats but then you start to your body will start to tell you that you need to start to have some lighter fresher meals and that you need to have, get more carbohydrates into your body so your starchy vegetables might increase you might do start to do well on fruit and you might start to notice that you, you can add some other things into your diet and so this is where you're starting to actually listen to your body not put yourself into this this box of this regiment kind of thing so I guess my whole point is that whole, yeah, don't put yourself into a box and think that it has to be there. Your body changes what you need is different today as it will be six months later. Everything's changing. It's constantly changing. What your stress load today might change when you head into summer. Your What your body needs is different to what your body needs in winter. So we're constantly changing and this is what we need to do and adapt with our diet as we listen to our bodies. And like the blanket message across all of this is that we need to eat more vegetables and so get as many vegetables into your diet as you can and so base your diet around vegetables and then what you want to do is you want to think about okay how can I get some good quality protein into my body and so that good quality protein is either going to be animal sources and this is the best bioavailable protein that you can get for your body. But if you are vegan or vegetarian, then you're going to go to something else that may not be quite as readily absorbed, but you're going to go to your best quality protein source. And this is where like your legumes um, and like lentils and things are going to come in because they're high in protein. And then you might want to increase things like your um, brown rice or quinoa, which has got some high quality protein 
in those grains, but again, they're gluten-free grains. And then what you do is, so it doesn't matter what your protein source is, on what side of the fence you sit on, but then you think about, okay, how can I get some good quality fats into my diet, and where do I get these fats from? And this is something else I want to talk about in today's podcast as well, is about fats. But when it comes to fats, you want to make sure that you're getting the best quality, purest fat source into your body. And so when you have a fat source that's been um, highly fried or highly treated, it's in a plastic bottle, it's really refined, it's been deodorized, colorized, all these kind of things, you're losing any of the beneficial properties that could be in that, that fat source. But when you have half an avocado, all those incredible fat sources are all um, in, in there, they're untampered with, they're pure and they're natural. When you have um, nuts and seeds, the fat sources are all pure, they're natural, they're untampered with, they're just incredibly nourishing and they're real whole ingredients. When you have pure like avocado oil that's in a glass jar, a dark glass jar, this is when it's, it's that purest form of oil and you drizzle that over a salad, it hasn't been tampered with, it's just pure natural, natural goodness for your body. But as soon as you start to tamper with your oils and your fats, this is where things start to get complicated and the reactions that change within your body. So the safest way when it comes to fats and oils is try and get them at their naturalist source possible. So when it comes to like using, um, so cooking, when you're cooking in a fry pan, you don't want to be doing too much frying anyway. Frying affects like the proteins and things in your food but if you are frying at high heats that's when you want to use a stable oil and that's when you use things like butter ghee or coconut oil it's a stable oil so when it gets heated it doesn't become rancid or doesn't get um, affected by that heat and so that oil is still stable so any beneficial properties that are in that oil aren't affected by the heat source that's being cooked on it and so those are your kind of things that are done for your frying. But frying is something that you don't do all the time. But you might, like when you do do it, you are do it using a high quality, good quality oil. And then when you do things like baking, you might want to use um, olive oil. Olive oil is okay at moderate temperatures. But as soon as you go into a frying temperature, this is when its heat point changes and this is when it becomes more of a, it gets oxidized and rancid with the heat and starts to, the, pro, the beneficial properties of that oil get damaged at high heats. So this is when you use olive oil in your dressings and for low cooking temperatures. And then you use like nuts and seed oils for your salad dressings and things like that. And when it comes to making choices of your oils, it's getting the highest quality source that's been untampered with. So I'll go into it soon about um, like coconut oil and things like that, but it's just making sure you're getting the purest source. And so when it comes to your fat choices, you want to make sure that it's, it's whole, real, untampered with natural possible and if you are confused like you're like oh I don't know if I should be having um, this oil or that oil just go with the natural source get nuts and seeds into your diet get whole avocados into your diet get nut oils that are pure and gorgeous and drizzle them over your salad have like um, just real good quality um, 
fats into your diet and so you add that in so you've got a basis of vegetables no matter what diet you're in you're having some good quality fats in there if you do well on fruits you're having some fruits into your diet and then you're adding some oils into your diet as well and so this is when you're getting that really good balance and then you might want to be adding in some gluten-free grains so either quinoa or um, rices or buckwheat those kind of things that's where you're adding them in so when it comes to like belonging to a certain diet or plan, I want you to move away from this. And so when people ask you what sort of diet do you follow, it's like I eat real food and I eat food that works for my body and this is what works for me, so this is what I'm, I'm eating. And so you don't have to put yourself into a certain box and this is when you start to gain real power on making your food choices. So for me personally... My my, be, my meals are based around vegetables. I then add to that lean, leanish meats and good quality fats. I eat nuts occasionally because of um, my leaky gut and my um, digestive issues. I tend to soak my nuts, and this is simply because I do better on them. And I can I I notice um, the the difference of when I soak them versus when I have them just straight. Um, raw and so for me when I, I that's purely I don't have too many of them because it takes a bit more extra effort to soak them and so that's but nuts are incredible good source of high quality fats in your diets I do eat a lot of chia seeds and flax seeds so that's got some good quality um, oils and fats in them as well and then uh, my protein I have animal protein and I rotate my meat sources each and every day and then I also do really well with some occasional um, white rice. And that doesn't mean that I prefer white rice over brown rice. This is just what I know works for my body because of my digestive issues, what my body thrives on. I have little performance measures, like I know what affects my sleep. I know what affects my energy. And so this is what works for me. And then like um, getting starchy vegetables and things like that into my diet as well. And so I've tweaked this over the years. And so this is what I've worked out. And so this could put me into a certain box. And by default, it could be that I, am, um, I do really well on a paleo diet. But because I have butter and because I have rice in there, I'm not your cliche paleo person. And I do have low sugar. So I do eat low sugar fruit, but that doesn't mean I'm a, um, going on the sugar-free kind of, well, by default I am. But what I am doing by default is I'm eating a real food diet. I've got rid of the additives, the preservatives, the added, all those crappy foods, and I'm eating whole natural real foods that work for my body, and I know what works for me. And so this is... In order to understand what works for you though, you do have to be quite strict to start with because you do have to get yourself a clean slate to begin with. So when it may mean that you need to strip out the things and follow a black and white diet for a wee while so that you can get a platform to go off. And these are the type of diets that I have in the online gym, complete outlines of everything that you want. You there's also the free seven-day kickstart, which you can do off the website, and that's got a diet plan of just cutting out your gluten, cutting out your dairy, and getting a good, clean platform of real whole foods so that you can just start to learn to understand your body 
and start to find what works for you and so you then you can start to tweak it so you might find you want to add more vegetables into you, you might find you need more fruit you might find you need more proteins or fats but it's about tweaking and giving yourself that great platform to begin with so to summarize all of that <laughs> real food real food real food learn to understand your body and don't put yourself into a dietary box and don't think that because you've done something up until now that you have to stick with that plan because your body's always changing so that that what you may have done in the past could have worked up until this point but if your body's for the example I'm giving if you you know if you've done vegan vegetarian it's worked up until this point but right now you're, you're craving some kind of um animal protein like you might be craving eggs or some fish that could be a sign that your body's needing some like vitamin b's and you're needing some vitamin a's and k's and these kind of things coming in and so this is like start to listen to your body so if things are changing and you're starting to get these cravings or the wanting to eat something that you may not have wanted to eat six months ago that doesn't mean to say what you have done up until this point is wrong but what it does mean is that your body is changing and you want to start to adapt and start to move to what it, what your body needs and just that whole learning to understand your body more. Where this doesn't happen though is sugar cravings because sugar cravings is something that is um, sugar causes sugar cravings and so the more sugar you eat the more sugar you crave and so when you cut sugar out of your diet and you get that really good platform that whole sugar craving thing isn't a craving that you really want to listen to, but it's more your underlying sort of things that um, that matter. But again, inside the online gym, I've got complete nutrition and lifestyle questionnaires that go into full detail about, um, we break it down into you are what you eat, your detoxification system, your timings of your meals, your... Um, stress levels, your circadian rhythms, all these things get looked at and you fill out these questionnaires and then it's going to direct you into a place of where you need to focus on personally. What What is the areas that you need to put some real attention into? Because it's not just about food, it's about nutrition, it's about exercise and it's about lifestyle and it's about making sure you're getting things that fill your glass up and bring you joy. So all these things are what create optimal wellness and what create real health. So getting them all in balance is the key to getting really healthy. So making sure you look at the big picture. So the other topic I wanted to talk about today was good old coconut oil. There's been a bit of debate recently of whether or not coconut oil is something that we should be consuming and whether or not it's actually healthy and what it's all cracked up to be. And this is something that I, um, I wanted to provide you with the education so that you can make a really informed decision of whether or not you want to consume coconut oil. To me, it's not about like who says this and who and what you should believe because there's so much information out there and it can be really frustrating to know what is the right information. And I trust you to make the right decision for you. And so it's not about me saying that, saying and telling you what to do. It's about you making informed decisions so that it sits right with you personally. So with anything in this world... There is always different opinions out there. 
get into the horse world and you'll have different opinions on everything. Get into the nutrition world, there's different opinions on everything. Get into the exercise world, there's different opinions on everything. And this is just a fact of life. And there's always going to be research and studies out there that that have money backing them, that are proving that this is the, the best way to be going. But there's also going to be studies out there that are more underground studies because they don't have the funding that's backing these kind of big big um, conglomerates. And it's what studies get highlighted is dependent on who's, who's funding them and, and who's pushing them and which media channels are getting out there. But more often than not, the more I dig into all, everything, the more there are, there are articles for both sides of the arguments. just depends on who's pushing those studies. And so today I want to discuss the two oils that have been talked about recently. And one of them, it was, it was said that coconut oil um, isn't possibly isn't what it's all cracked about to be and that canola oil is a better choice so I thought I would talk about these two oils and the reason so first thing coming back to what I talked about at the start was when you are consuming fats and oils in your diet you want to make sure you're consuming them at their wholest natural source and you want to treat them with care so you don't want to fry the daylights out of them so that they become oxida um, oxidative and rancid you want to make sure that you treat them with care so that when you're consuming you're getting all of the healthy benefits out of that oil and your body's able to absorb them because when you process an oil when an oil is set in um, like high say in a plastic bottle and heat and daylight with sun coming in that oil gets affected and that can become rancid and that rancid, when you consume rancid oil, so it's basically gone off or it's been affected by the, um, the light and the temperature, that becomes highly oxidative and that causes oxidative stress in your body and what that means, that causes you to age quicker, it causes inflammation. So when you consume oils that have been highly processed or highly treated, you are basically causing, possibly causing more inflammation and also causing yourself to age faster, which is what we don't want. So when you consume oils, so we all know we need these healthy omega-3 fats and that we need to make sure we get good quality fats in our diets. But if those omega-3 fats have been had the daylights fried out of them or they're coming in a plastic bottle that's clear and they get all this light through them, those oils aren't going to be in their naturalist source. So when you consume oils, you want to make sure that they are as untampered with as unprocessed as possible and if you are going to be heating them or um, using them for baking they're an oil that can withstand that heat and when it withstands that heat it doesn't get affected from the heat so for example when you put um, coconut oil into a fry pan the properties that are in that coconut oil when it's in its solid form stay fairly similar when it's when it's cooked at high temperatures because it remains stable at high temperatures versus coca, um, olive oil is better at low temperatures so you you could use it for say some baking some potatoes we use it on our baking potatoes but then it's otherwise we keep it as a cold temperature thing so we'll drizzle over salads or in salad dressings because we want to remain keep those ingredients intact so that we get all the beneficial properties from it. Other oils that are good at high temperatures are things like ghee, um, animal fat like lards and butter 
and then your also your um, your coconut oil. So those are the things that you would use for frying. But when it comes to frying things anyway, you don't want to do too much frying because frying also damages things. So when you when it comes to like having eggs, you want to have a beautiful um, like poaching egg so that the yolks stay all in um, like they don't get completely destroyed from the high heats and you don't destroy the protein properties. So when you are eating food, you want to be eating food and treating it with care and providing your body with the best opportunity to get the best possible nutrients it possibly can from it. So when it comes to um, coconut oil, now coconut oil is a saturated fat and these still, this still gets a bad rap in some people's eyes so this is one of those um, pieces of advice that you can decide with, of what you put into your body and so coconut oil for example is a stable fat and so this means that it doesn't get da- damaged by the high heats like other oils and so when it comes to the saturated fats We've been eating saturated fats for centuries and saturated fats are something that has only sort of been demonized in the last sort of 30 to 40 years. Don't quote me on that because I can't, don't quite know (laughs) number off the top of my head. 30 or 40 years is something, that's when the increase of trans fats have been coming into our diet and processed oils. And those increase of those trans fats, those oils that are really high in omega-6, those rancid oils, this is when heart disease and inflammation, all these things have come into play but it's not the saturated fats that, that is causing that to happen. So by, by consuming um, these oils that are really highly um, inflammatory, this is when we're getting those um, autoimmune responses happening in our body that we don't want. So it's not about the saturated fats, because saturated fats we've been eating for centuries, and they aren't the cause of our heart disease and... Um, high cholesterol things along those lines so what the thing with the fats in your diets is you should aim to have a good quality amount of fats to have is that i don't want you to be going overboard however some people do do well on a high fat diet don't get me wrong but if you're thinking of a really safe place for you to start and you're wanting to you're sort of not sure what's going on should you be doing this should you not be doing this you're going to get your best quality source of oil that you can get hold of and this is where you're going to include it to you into your diet and you're going to aim for a teaspoon per meal and so this is you just including that good quality and you're going to keep it as natural as possible so you might decide that you have some poached eggs for breakfast so you aren't frying the daylights out of them you don't even need to be adding any fat to that so you've got some poached eggs for breakfast and you have that with some avocado on the side so there you have some a beautiful stunning breakfast that's got some good quality fats in there good quality protein and then you might have um, an orange beside it or you might have some vegetables like some um, zucchini and spinach beside that and you've got a beautiful breakfast and then like for lunch you might or throughout your morning you might have some nuts and seeds to get some good quality fats from the whole food sources you might have a lunch where you drizzle over some avocado oil or olive oil and then in the evening you might have something where you might have you might use some coconut cream for dessert or you might have again another oil to cook in or you might be using some butter or you're treating your oils with respect instead of it's um, throwing 
them into everything and just cooking fried foods like you used to but just changing the oil so we want to start to think about our foods completely differently so um so the best place to start is to start with like that teaspoon per meal or like having some like avocados or whole foods with your meals and so if you were to cut the fats off your meat then you would want to add some good quality fats from from other sources. If you were to eat the fat on your meat, then you don't need to be adding fats from other sources. So it's about balance. And the thing to understand is that low-fat diets aren't the way to be losing weight. We need to be making sure we're getting the good quality fats into our diet. And getting the balance right and getting the real whole foods is the key to your long-term health. So when it comes to your coconut oil... This is a medium chain triglyceride and this is known for like normalizing blood lipids and it also helps protect your liver from toxins that may enter your body, so like alcohol or food toxins as well. Coconut oil helps to also prevent like kidney and gallbladder problems and also improves your blood sugar levels and your insulin control. And all of these things make this really great for managing diabetes. Coconut oil also requires bio acids for absorption and it gets absorbed in the upper part of the small intestine and is taken directly to your liver via your portal vein. So what this means is it easily moves from the liver and converts to energy really easily, meaning it doesn't get stored as body fat. So coconut oil helps to stimulate your thyroid gland as well, so it's awesome for people with thyroid issues. And your thyroid is really important because it plays a huge role in your metabolism. And a healthy thyroid will help help you thrive and help you find energy. So lauric acid is also one of the fantastic fatty acids that's found in coconut as well. It enhances your immune system and helps you ward off bad bacteria and yeast infections. So when somebody's got really problematic digestive problems or candida problems, this is fantastic for helping um, bring down those kind of things. It's also the it's a natural source. Um, so the only other natural source of uric acid is like breastfeeding milk from your mother, and this is what helps to um, protect newborn babies from bacteria as well. So it's a natural anti-inflammatory, and it's a really good addition to your diet when it's treated well and when you get a good quality source. So. When you eat foods that inflame your digestive system, these can expose you to toxins and chemicals. And eating a diet that's naturally anti-inflammatory, so meaning coconut oil is antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal, makes it really good for people with digestive issues. But then it also helps strengthen your mineral absorption because it it helps to um, helps with that digestion and bringing your minerals into your body. It's so. However, not all oils are created equal though. So when it comes to, say for example, your olive oils, you know that when you go to a supermarket, you can see a whole lot of different olive oils. You can see light olive oil, you can see dark olive oil, you can see extra virgin olive oil, raw olive oil, organic olive oil. And so when it comes to olive oil, for example, you want to make sure that you are purchasing extra virgin raw organic olive oil because this is the it's been and cold pressed as well because this is mean it's, it hasn't been um, tampered with heat it hasn't been highly processed 
and you want to make sure it's in a glass jar and a dark glass jar as well. So that means the light and the heat isn't affecting it, and so you're getting the purest natural sources possible. As soon as you go into your light um, oils and you go to your oil blends, these are all being processed, highly processed, and you're losing the beneficial properties out of that oil. The same goes for coconut oil. Coconut oil, you can buy coconut oil that's been deodorized. You can buy coconut oil that has been, um, that's just coconut oil. It's not virgin, it's not raw, it's not organic. And you can get coconut oil that's in like plastic containers. The best source of coconut oil that you can buy is ones that are in a glass jar that are raw, virgin and organic coconut oil. So in its purest, naturalist form. And so then you're going to treat that with care and put that into your food sources. And the good thing about coconut oil is it's really stable with heat. So that means it doesn't oxidize or go rancid with those high heats. But it does mean that you want you sourcing the right coconut oil as well. Because you could be buying coconut oil that is already rancid because it's been treated at high heats. And it's been highly processed, deodorized, and it's in a plastic container. So... Within one thing of coconut oil, you can get different types as well. Now, when it comes to canola oil, canola oil is something that you need to consider as well. So this is how processed is this oil, and is this oil high in omega-3s, omega-6s? Because the thing to understand is that when you come from a highly processed, highly packaged diet, you're eating a whole a highly um, grain-filled diet as well, you're eating a whole lot of omega-6s. And too much omega-6s causes inflammation in your body. And when you combine that with highly processed oils, you're causing the chances of more inflammation happening in your body. And this is the type of thing that causes then high cholesterol and causes heart problems and causes inflammatory problems in your body. So we need a good balance between our omega-3s and omega-6s. And so when it comes to um, your canola oil, this is a really high omega-6 oil. Canola oil is also a polyunsaturated fat, and these fats aren't stable. So what this means is that they go rancid really quickly, and canola oil is always in a plastic container, and it's always like really clear, it's sitting on the shelf, and it's been highly processed, highly... Um, highly refined and when you consume foods that are rancid this increases your oxidative stress on your body which causes you to get more inflammation and causes you to age faster. If I was to start to consume canola oil today I, my joints would start to ache, I'd start to feel all sort of lethargic and it would be that fast that I would start to get knee problems because it starts to, when you start to get inflammation in your body those little problem areas start to get inflamed and this is where you start to notice how food reacts within you. And so when you start to consume foods like your canola oil, which is produced with high amounts of heating, this degenerates any of the beneficial properties that might be in the rawest form of canola oil. But as soon as you do all this processing and you put it in a plastic container, you lose all of those properties. And it's also really high... Um, highly unstable so when it comes to heating again that oil gets affected and it's going to cause different things to be happening in your body so when it comes to making those choices between your two oils you want to choose am I getting the rawest possible form possible and is this going to be stable for what I'm asking it for and so 
when it comes to frying or high heat cooking, you want to use stable oils. But if you are in doubt, get your oils and your fats from other sources and don't be using high heats for cooking because high heats of cooking does damage your food. But I mean, it is great. We all do love a good fry up and I do love having a good fry up with some bacon and some eggs. So, but if I'm going to do that, I'm going to do it with some um, coconut oil because I know that that's really good. And But when it comes to like weekly normal day-to-day meals, I get my fats from your know, olive oil and avocado oil and nuts and seeds and uh, and a whole avocado and I'll use um, coconut oil and um, just having it in its rawest natural form. So when it comes to making your choices, raw, natural, whole foods, as untampered as possible and choosing an amount that works for you. We all need to have good quality fats in each and every single meal that we consume because it helps stabilize blood pressure. So then you want to choose your best possible source at that meal according to what that meal is. So I hope that makes sense. I hope you got lots out of this podcast and it's helped you gain some clarity. Remember, don't put yourself into a dietary box. Learn to understand your body, learn to find what works for you and just choose your wholest, naturalist, realest food possible that's had the least amount of processing, the least amount of tampering with and that's when your body's going to thrive. If you're in doubt, remember this is what I've got in the online gym, all these questionnaires that help you work out what foods work for you, the tools so you can learn how to listen to your body, learn to understand it and learn to find what foods work for you. Have an absolutely magic week. And if you've got anything that you'd like me to discuss on next week's show, please don't hesitate to get in touch. Otherwise, I'll talk to you really soon. Do you lack time? Are you just too busy to exercise? Do you struggle even to find the energy or the motivation to exercise? Then get ready to take your health to a new level in the comfort of your own living room. Fat-burning workouts as short as eight minutes. Yoga routines to de-stress and sculpt and tones to help you create a lean, strong body. Learn how you can create real health and wellness with VIP nutrition and wellness advice in the online gym. Here you will find over 400 video workouts from yoga, tai chi, high-intensity interval training, sculpt and tones, mobility routines, extremes, and so much more. New workouts added weekly along with cooking classes, menus, meal plans, webinars, and over 500 recipes to help you get in the best shape of your life. Sign up today at foreverfit.tv forward slash online dash gym. The materials and content in this podcast are there to educate and to inform. There's no substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Instead, I encourage you to discuss your options with your healthcare provider who knows your condition and your health history. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience and conclusions. Nicola Riley encourages you to make your own healthcare decisions based on your research and in partnership with your qualified healthcare professional.